Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 686 with a review of I'm Your Man. I'm Christopher Schnazy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive and debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a streaming platform near you. Um, this week, I'm Your Man is a little film that we were going to potentially catch at one of the festivals this year, um, but it is now available for everybody on VOD. I believe this was also not premium VOD. It was just like a normal $6 rental. Yeah, I think it was cheap. So get ready. We're going to talk about it. This is our fourth episode we're recording in a row, so we're just going to dive into this episode <laughs> because we're barely hanging on here. Um, but yeah, so we're going to listen to a trailer for this German film, <laughs> and then when we come back, we're going to give you a review. Da steht ein Mann. Ach der, das ist kein Mann. Das ist ein Roboter. Die testen mich, scannen mein Gehirn. Multiple Choice, ohne Ende. Und was kommt dann dabei raus? Dein Traumpartner ist ja schon für dich gebaut. Pass mal auf, Tom. Ich bin nicht auf der Suche nach einem Partner. Ich gehöre zu den Leuten, die euch drei Wochen testen und dann ein Gutachten schreiben. Und an Liebe bist du gar nicht interessiert. 0,0. Was wovon 93% der deutschen Frauen träumen. Dann kommst du vielleicht selber drauf, zu welcher Gruppe ich gehöre. Guten Morgen. Ich weiß nicht, ob es Ihnen auffällt, aber Sie behandeln Tom wie eine Maschine. Woran liegt das Ihrer Meinung nach? Dass er eine Maschine ist? Unterschätzen Sie ihn vielleicht? Also, wie ist das jetzt mit deinem Schwanz? Das ist also der Schwanz, den ich mir wünsche. Anscheinend. Es gibt einen Graben zwischen uns. Ich gehe jetzt zurück und dann werde ich gelöscht. Heißt das bei euch nicht, Liebe überwindet alle Grenzen? Sonst wer kann doch sprechen, oder? Tom ist ein freundlicher Roboter. Sag mal, hat er mich jetzt gerade verarscht? War einfach so naheliegend. All right, so that was the trailer for I'm Your Man. Um, basically, there is a company who has created um, these humanoid robots that are supposed to be sort of life partners for you. And a woman is going to be doing an evaluation about... Uh, I guess if this product should be something that should go to the masses, it wasn't quite mm -hmm. clear. Like she's not a journalist, right? She works for a museum, um, but she's yeah. guess being hired to write this evaluation. Yeah, like they just have academics who are hired to do this regardless of their profession, I guess. Gotcha. Um, and basically she is uh, getting to take home a robot version of Dan Stevens for three weeks to evaluate. And it's the story of like how she interacts with this, um, fake person and uh, how it interacts with uh, her life. Stephen Miller, what did you think of I'm Your Man? Um, I thought this movie was actually quite delightful in a small way. Like, it was charming. Um, small is key because I don't think it had a grand statement to say. Like, if I compare this to a kind of obvious comparison of her, 
um, I think her had a lot to say about our connectedness and our isolation and what does it mean to need someone in the world versus not need someone. This movie is more like a... It's like someone is sipping a glass of wine and ruminating gently about the same subject of how does it mean to be in love? What does it mean to be a person? Um, it feel, it, it's a very light movie, but I, from beginning to end, I found it like a total joy to watch. I laughed out loud. I chuckled out loud, I guess. I, I COL'd um, <laughs> multiple times <laughs> watching this movie. I think... Everyone is just quite likable in it. I like the Marin Eggard who plays Alma. Uh, Dan Stevens, I think, does a really good job. I, I don't speak fluent German, so I don't know how well he pulls off everything. But as a kind of comic robotic presence, um, I think he just delivers on the, like, being the dreamboat and then also being robotic uh, premise. There were a bunch of things about what it means to be perfect and why perfect maybe isn't desirable that I thought were pretty funny. Like, um, there's a moment when he cleans her apartment and she doesn't like that he's reorganized everything. And so he says, like, oh, uh, like in about seven minutes, I'll be able to have returned everything exactly to where it is. And so she yeah. leaves and comes back and he's like... I'll dirty your windows again in just a second. <laughs> That's all I have left. <laughs> They're just little, like, lightly comic things about, like, the absurdity of being alive and what we care about and what we don't care about that it, it just got me in a little, like, brain-tickle place. Um, I feel like it kind of fizzles in the third act. I wanted it to have a big conclusion, and it doesn't. Um, but I thought it was... I don't know. I, I thought it was charming and I was pleasantly surprised. I was kind of not wanting to watch this very much compared to anything else on our list because I thought it was going to be homework. I was like, okay, this is a a sci-fi something with Dan Stevens. It's probably going to be really fucking cringy, but whatever. I'll give it a go. <laughs> and I, I was surprised by how much I was um, like just happy watching this movie. So it yeah. it did me well. I, I hope you found it enjoyable too, because I found it like kind of trifling, but delightful in its own way. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was going to be homework. It was actually one that like I was, I was interested in, you know, partially because of Dan Stevens, um, but partially because of just the premise of what, what's going on here. And, you know, it, like even in the trailer, it has like a, has a tone to it that feels like it's not going to be, self-serious or like overly dramatic it's sort of just playing in the the world of, of what it's trying to do and it's sort of like you know like you compare it to her but it's sort of like her meets ex machina but set in westworld mm. <laughs> and it and, and like i think what is the most interesting is like she starts out trying to like you know do a little turing test with him um but for the most part this film never even tries to address whether he's sentient Right. Like right. there's even a moment in the film where in theory, his his safety as a sentient being being is is potentially threatened, um, depending on a decision somebody could make. And he provides that information just matter of factly. Like it's not a thing that matters to him. This isn't like, oh, no, Chappie needs a battery because Chappie doesn't want to die. <laughs> right? It's not that sort of situation. It's just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then this is going to happen. And it's really like it's really playing with the idea of what if your computer 
could pretend to be alive and was in the body of somebody who could be a physical partner. And it's playing mm. with the ramifications of, of that, the ramifications of bringing that person to work and showing them what you do, the ramifications of like, like, like as, as you brought up that ability to clean and unclean just as easily. Like, it's not just what's the most optimum way to put this, but like, I can literally return it because I have that. It's, it's not even photographic memory. It's exact complete saving of the state of whatever yeah. things were before. And, and, and it is kind of interesting to see that play and, and the play of like, it is a machine that knows it's a machine that is willing to stand in the rain for 30 minutes. Unlike a normal person would be right. Like the, 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 I think this film is doing a lot of interesting stuff playing in the world while also being like, it, it just, it's charming as hell. Right. Mm. <laughs> like, like anytime Dan Stevens is talking to anybody, it's great. Even when that yeah. person isn't necessarily receptive to interacting with him, just like the way he plays against that um, was, was pretty amazing. And, and I, and I was constantly surprised by the next thing the film was going to try to do. Not like, 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 as you said, not on an epic scale, but just on a just fun, playful enjoyable little romp of a film and i think i think for me it's it's sort of like it delivered everything that i would have expected from from it um you know it's not a her it's not gonna be my right. you know number one film of the year or anything like that but it's 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 incredibly interesting and and yeah i, I i'm a big fan yeah so two things that i think it does really really well in that regard one i think it is at its most charming whenever it embraces the fact that this is a machine that is aware that it is a machine and is willing to joke about it. Um, yeah. Like there's a scene where Dan Stevens is at a coffee shop and he tries to be like, hmm, what do I want? Hmm, what sounds good? <laughs> so great. <laughs> and like that, that part is great. And then at the end, he even whispers like, can I ask you, would you, would you know from that exchange that I'm incapable of wanting? <laughs> yeah, like, that was so amazing. She just, like... Like, he fuck? does such a good job of just playing those things straight, <laughs> but not playing them straight in a, like, I am a complete fish out of water and no one can relate to me. But, like, he's, like, so likable that even when the things he's doing are unrelatable, you can imagine being the barista and being, like, I don't know what you mean, but you're being really friendly about it. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or another one was there's a moment when he uh, like goes into a museum and Alma asks like how did you get in here and he said I'm a machine the door is a machine you know obviously we like we disconnected and then it turns out he's joking and he actually just like took her key yeah um, little bits like that uh, got me pretty well the the second trick I think the movie pulls off and it kind of calls it shot very early is Tom was hand designed to be the perfect mate for her right like they asked a bunch of questions so they could create this robot this being with a brain and a personality that would be the optimum uh, partner for alma and he says at the very beginning i'm going to learn from your feedback and get better over time so if there are things that bother you about me don't worry i will improve at like an alarming rate based on your feedback and i think the movie does that because like at the beginning, the jokes about Tom are all wrapped up in the idea that he is a machine who thinks he knows what it means to woo a woman. He he thinks he knows what women want, but it is coming off clunky. Like, he thinks they want, like, 
petal, rose petals and, you know, bottle of wine and they want everything to be perfectly romantic. And it kind of seems like he was going to come in the first night and be like, so where do we have sex? Huh? This is what you like, right? Like he, he's very tone deaf about it. And that source of comedy kind of goes away by the second half of the movie because he has indeed learned more about her. He's learned how to be more human-like in a way that is appealing to her in the audience. So I, I, I just think it's a fun nature of his performance. Like, I wonder how much it was shot chronologically or not, because I think Dan Stevens does become more human-like as the movie goes along. And I think that's an effective little trick that it pulls. Yeah. One of the other things I really like, too, is that, like, you know, the 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 woman who's evaluating him is, like, first of all, worst evaluator ever, who's like, clearly this is a shitty thing. I don't think anybody mm -hmm. needs it. Like, I'm just annoyed to have you around me. And part of this film is obviously her trying to soften up to that and, and um, you know, learn to be different or accept him for what he is. But yeah. the times that she is shocked by his reaction to things is when he can improvise in the moment when she is interacting with other people. And it's like seeing him look at a scene, understand it, in, in a very human way that is probably not obvious to some people and then play his cards perfectly to yeah. help what that situation is. Like when her ex comes by, like the way he's able to navigate that situation yeah. and like build up a narrative for what he does for work, what he's doing there, why he is staying at the house right now and like all that kind of stuff. Like I, I really like those interactions where it's like she's like, huh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that was cool. And it's like a trick the movie is pulling off because why is that so delightful for us? Like, really, this is just an actor and an actress yeah. playing two people having a normal human experience that would be pretty typical in any movie. But because we have bought into the idea that this is a robot who is surprising someone with how much they understand what it means to be a person, it becomes like very, very charming and fun and like impressive <laughs> to yeah. watch him do these things and navigate social situation. I don't, it, it's like a cheat code. The movie is pulling off where because we bought into Dan Stevens being a robot, everything he does is like 10 times more charming because a robot pulled it off. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. I, it, the movie does. I couldn't tell what the movie believes about the imagined pasts of these robots that are created um there's a moment i don't i don't know if it would be too spoilerly or whatever there's a moment where it seems like he is based on a real person um and in fact has the memories of that person and i don't know how much is that him yes ending her because he is such an intuitive person and how much is like her original psychoanalysis spawned all of the i, I don't know i i couldn't totally tell what the movie was doing with that part i didn't know if you had feelings about it so uh, it's one thing I was kind of going to bring up, like, that's kind of why I made the comparison to uh, Ex Machina, because in Ex Machina, um, you know, it was implied that this version of her was built for, you know, Donald Gleason based on his social media profile and like all these different things where it's like they pulled data that was not directly asked to him as a question. But, like, yeah. all his interactions with the rest of the world, like, you know, supercomputers just, like, um, just, like, totally crawled everything that he's ever touched and created a lot of the personality quirks and look and everything like that based on that. So I, I kind of just took it as implied that the company did their homework 
and mm. that some of it is real time him adding information, but also some of it is like feeding back to the servers um, where like, obviously there's, the, there's, the, there's a scene where they're talking about like, Oh, we don't track the position at all times, but to track the position at all, you would need some way it, like if you can turn on the tracking, it means you have a connection to it. So I feel right. like all the data is not necessarily being processed on device. <laughs> it's, you know, being sent up to the cloud and all the other interactions that she has mm. can still be put into something. Cause I doubt like any of those multiple choice questions she was given were, um, <laughs> is there anybody who you interacted with in your past? Like, yeah, I guess this exists in Germany without GDPR. <laughs> it's yeah. part of the part of the premise we have to accept. Uh, it's a post GDPR mm. Germany. Any last thoughts, Stephen, on this movie? Not really. Um, it, well, the only other comparison I wanted to make that I think is kind of fun to think through uh, is the one I love, which kind of gets at the heart of like what would it mean to be with the perfect person, um, but. Yeah. I don't know. That, that's just another thing that was tickling me while watching it. Yeah. Well, according to one old man in the film, it would be great. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any reason to try to push this one longer. So we can just get to our verdict, Stephen. If you were going to say must see, record with the caveat, wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or a must avoid, what would you give it? If I were trying to really match like star ratings to spoiler warning ratings i would have to give it a recommend on the caveat but i i want to give this a must see i think for what it wants to do this is like charming and delightful and it didn't need to be anymore and i was completely happy with it and i kind of feel like most anyone should be pretty happy with this movie so dan stevens is a lot of fun the whole movie just takes on a kind of joyful light tone and i was i was a fan Nice. Um, I, I'm not going to give it the little bump up. I'm going to leave it as a recommend with a caveat. I really very much enjoyed this film. It could have also been that I watched like five movies this weekend, uh, binged an entire season of a show and then binged like half a season of another show. So it's just mm -hmm. like nice to have this little break in there of just something that's just mm. so fucking charming. Um, and I don't I like I I'm not translating that into <laughs> into uh, a full must-see for anybody. So I'm going to leave it as a recommend the caveat. But it's still great. I enjoyed it. And yeah, like you said, I don't think anybody who watches it will be disappointed in it. Um, it just might leave them the second it's done. Like it's a robot yeah. being powered off or reset. Yeah, it it is definitely a small movie. Um, yeah. Doesn't stay with you for too long. Uh, but yeah, that's our review of I'm Your Man. Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, people can find me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com or just turn on the tracker. <laughs> people can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherinreall. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. Um, if you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning, facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning, or instagram.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to I'm Your Man, hopefully. So hopefully you're enjoying that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. We're finally done for this week. Um, and by this week, I mean, you know, whenever this episode comes. <laughs> Probably the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been fun. And uh, we'll see you in the next, you know, blitz of, of uh, <laughs> reviews. Bye. See ya. <laughs>